This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hey, what's going on? It's Larry Hughes. Hey, if you get a minute, check out that Airbuds podcast. Uh, they talk good sports. Check him out. Yo, John Spider Sally here, and I want to give an unbelievable greeting to one of my favorite shows of all time, Airbuds. I just want to say you guys are fabulous, right? and I want to give you a shout out. I know it's hard during quarantine, but you guys are holding it together. And remember, we're all bad boys for life. All right, Airbuds, John Sally. Hello and welcome to the Airbuds podcast. It's spooky now. Uh, what's good? Uh, I'm Jamel. I'm Vampire Peter. I'm Bannerstein. You said it more like, uh, what, what is it, John Pardo, the SNL? Yeah, I definitely thought we were round ball rocking it there for a no, second. No, I was trying to, okay, I, I felt it in the middle, and that's why I said spooky. Uh, shout out to Don Pardo. Uh, sorry I disrespected your, your legacy and spirit um, by calling you John Pardo. Super rude. There is no John Pardo. There's a Jimmy Pardo. John Pardo's in jail for racketeering. Probably. Uh, sorry if you can hear my dog scampering about. There's another dog uh, outside causing her to go crazy. But guys, happy basketball. God. Happy motherfucking basketball, wow. dudes. The basketball and it's happy? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot going on. Uh, we've got the uh, the last dance coming up this weekend ending. We've got uh, some actually some G League news, which we'll get into. Ooh. But uh, guys, before we get into that, we got some new reviews. Really? Yeah, as always, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you give us a five-star review and write something, we'll read whatever you say. Uh, guys, let's just jump right into it. I feel like people just know exactly what my insecurities are about this podcast, <laughs> and I've been, I've been voicing them weekly, and, uh, yeah. and now they're just playing right into it. Uh, the first one, headline, Jamel's Great, five stars by <laughs> Kenneth Bernstein. Content's good. Other two guys kind of seem like they don't want to be judged the whole time. Solid pod, though. Love Jamel. White guys are okay, generally speaking. These ones, specifically, are less than okay. Not bad, oh. but less than okay. Hey, That Jamel, though, he's better than good. It all evens out. White oh, guys, no. two stars. Jamel, eight stars. That's, five overall. That's not... <laughs> hold on. First off, their math is way off. It should be ten stars overall. <laughs> Second off, 
I don't know what you guys, what do you guys want these white guys to do? They've been white their whole lives. They don't know how else to be. Yeah. In my defense, yeah, I have also Bernstein, been Jewish. Okay? Yeah, they, your name is Kevin <laughs> Bernstein. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Member of the tribe. Come on now. Uh, I, I, listen, again, I feel like we're, I'm a broken record here, Mike. But again, I am just happy to be involved. So I don't. I feel like anything like that is is house money, good or bad, frankly. I no, feel we like got Kevin's five stars. We got his true. money. So yeah, yeah let's keep true. going. Did he give us uh, money? Okay. He didn't give us money. He just gave us five stars, which, which is, is you money. know which, podcast money. First off, also should if be we worth each money. got if we each got two stars, Jamel would have to get eleven stars for us to average out to five stars. I'm not okay. I see what you're doing. You're doing real real math. You're doing real boy math. I didn't take real boy math, okay? I took algebra two a couple times, so I'm gonna let you do that on your own. I'm with you, Jamel. I never really got to the smart kid math. I, yeah, like, I just kept failing the dumb kid math. Yeah, I opted out. The year I was supposed to take smart kid math, I took computer math. It was called they looked, computer math. Yeah, they looked at me and were like, you're not doing chemistry, you're doing earth sciences. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I learned about whales for three years in high school. <laughs> just where they are. Yeah. Hey, this is where they be at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need no more North Macedonian basketball. Uh, five stars by LNNOH8R. Oh, LNNO hater. I don't know what LNNO means. Uh, great podcast that gives you the basketball news the MSM tries to bury. Oh, boy. What okay, do y'all think of the theory uh -oh. that Jordan's dad cool. was murdered because of MJ's gambling? Well, they just talked about well, it. Well, thanks for uh, breaking the story, Holmes. Yeah. Am I the only one that's hard, that's heard that one? No. <laughs> also, I just want to acknowledge the workers around the world that made MJ's shoes for basically no money. So Nike could make billions, Republicans could buy them, and Jordan could gamble. Peace. Actually, you know, they, they had me in the first half. Uh, I, I, liked where, I liked where it ended. Um, I mean, Democrats gamble too. Let's be honest. Let's get that hey, straight. That's our T-shirt. Hey, yeah. You just came up with the new T, Peter. Democrats <laughs> gamble too. I love gambling. Michael Jordan with a cigar in his mouth, saying Democrats gamble too. Love it. Clean. That's kind of a dope T-shirt, to be honest. That yeah. sounds fucking tight. All right, let's Every do it. Once in a while, we got a banger. I would say, like, I, I want to just offer a bit of a mea copa from Jamel and I. You know, uh, reviewing the last. The last dances recently um people i feel like in their 40s who were like really aware of what was going on with jordan back then came for this episode super hard about him just basically trying to rewrite history and i will say in hindsight it is a little bit odd that he stayed under contract and was paid by the bulls owner for the entire for the entirety of his retirement yeah, we're, that we're, has got to be what we're not talking about is the fact that jerry reinsdorf had been losing to Mike in fucking poker for years. Mm. You, you, mm. Come on, dude. Wow. Ryan's, that is, it start, it comes that from is the, the missing link right there. It comes from the Holy top. Holy shit. Off the top rope. Like a Stone Cold Steve Austin stunner. Also, I want and to apologize. I'm my bad. I just want to apologize no, for not mentioning the Steve Kerr-Michael Jordan fight at all. I didn't. We didn't mention it on the, on the pod on Sunday. I didn't mention it with Eric on the fucking Twitch. This is the only thing I talked about. I talked about Tim Grover crying. <laughs> and I didn't mention once that Michael I Jordan love... copped to socking Steve Kerr in the face. All right. Maybe we can get into that uh, uh, on a different different pod on, on the Patreon pod. Because I actually have a lot of thoughts on that. I just want to point out, I love that Michael Jordan got a sneak diss in by saying he had to ask somebody for Steve Kerr's phone number. 
he didn't have to add that detail. Wow. But he was like putting himself so far above Steve Kerr that he was like, I felt bad for beating up the littlest guy in the team. So I went to the team and asked for his phone number because why would I ever fucking need his phone number? What? This doc is turned out just to be like a Mack truck that he's lining up anyone he's ever known and just running over them. Well, all right, I mean, let's keep going. We got one more okay. review, guys. Okay, we got okay, one more fine, review. Okay, fine, 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 fine. This one's very short and sweet. Jamel, you're going to like it. Of course you will. Uh, Great pod. Five stars by Carrie887. Jamel's album, I think it's good, is excellent. Wow. That's the that's whole review. The whole review of our podcast is a review of your stand-up album. All right. Yeah, last thing about the comments here, and then we gotta then we gotta move on. Benner, as a co-manager of Jamel with me, oh yeah. You should be hyped up I forgot about that. every time someone is hyping up Jamel. That is mu- that is five percent of nothing going in your pocket, dude. Peter, you're acting like a real fucking mark right now. I look you know how we're getting these reviews? I'm acting like I'm insecure about it, and these people are trying to insult me. Mm. He's saying right. he's, a, oh, he's okay. a big game right. runner. He's giving <laughs> us he's giving us a little bit of that good feeling juice. Because sometimes you are very much hurt by it for real. They're licking that it is, up. <laughs> it was I mean, when someone said that I have gigantism voice. <laughs> yeah, that did you was in the chat. You was in the <laughs> that, chat. That that hurt me a little bit. But I also love that you immediately assumed it was me too. That was that's a, that's a real. I'm not convinced it wasn't you, <laughs> guys. Let's keep going. Uh, if you want to have your review uh, read on the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and we'll read whatever you write. Uh, check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, Airbuds Pod, all that stuff, uh, and go to Patreon.com/AirbudsPod if you want exclusive content uh, for just a little bit of money. Now let's move on, guys. We've got a special guest. We've oh, got shit. who I have heard is the G League King. Whoa. All right. Uh, he's the lead writer. He yes. just put the crown on. Yes. <laughs> not according to him. He did not call himself the G League yeah. King. No, people. he's not. He was granted. He was given. He did not ask for this title. It was bestowed upon him. He is the lead writer for SB Nation's Ridiculous Upside, covering the G League. Please welcome Dakota Schmidt. Hello, Dakota. Hello, guys. Uh, how are you doing tonight? We're doing, oh, doing great. How are you doing? Fantastic. Man. I am doing good, especially now that uh, Kai Soto has officially signed with the G League. It's become official since uh, this podcast started. Yeah, it feels like you are you were the king of a small country or region, and slowly but surely, in the past eight months to a year, you have started to kind of Animal Cross. He's Animal Crossing. Yeah, there's been some animal some Animal Crossing. For the G League, the last the last month has been crazy uh, for me since uh, Jalen Green started this whole thing when he announced that he was going to the G League. Because before then, my focus was basically on overlooked guys named like Dusty Hannas and Zylan <laughs> Cheatham, and now, uh, you know, the best of the best of high school players are going to the G League and. It's it's wild to me as somebody that's been writing and watching and covering this league since 2012. Oh shit! So you're D, you're a D league guy. Yes, you're a Delaware 78ers guy. 87ers. I'm a Idaho Stampede. I'm a Bakersfield Jammer. Oh, R.I.P. Wow. God, damn. God rest his soul. I would kill to get. Speaking of the, the 87ers, you guys remember when they wore the SpongeBob uh, unis? Yes. I would kill Mark them to get those. Yeah. Is that the sp- is that the hardest G League jersey ever? No, the um, Grateful Dead Matt Ants jersey for sure. The, yeah, or right. the Memphis Hustle every year they wear uh, a dog jersey that has pictures of various dogs. 
Whoa. <laughs> what? Yes. Whoa. You know, I, Just I have seen this, actually. Hold on. Who yes. was supposed to? I saw uh, what it looked like a prototype. Did anybody wear the pink Ranger jerseys? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I think it was. It might have been Delaware, and it might have been yeah. when Nate Robinson was there. Uh, Nate Robinson was running around in a pink Ranger basketball jersey? And that was the year where he also ran under the legs of um, Eddie uh, Eddie Tavares in the middle of a live game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Recently? I think also the Memphis Hustle just overall might be might be my favorite G League name. I mean, is... I mean, the four-way Maddens are also a great name. You also I have like the Maddens. Yeah, they're upset ants. You can't really beat upset ants. I will. I I occasionally will just randomly tweet them from the Airbuds account, being like, "Hey, let me get one of those Grateful Dead jerseys." <laughs> like and they never come up. Okay, <laughs> never me... once. They have not even liked one. I'm like, I'm please. I'm sure this is more attention than you get from like a single person over a sustained year. I bet yeah. they actually get that tweet like 80 times a day. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. I put the yeah. number on 80, but I think Or also now... like the the Wisconsin herd, I'm basically talking about their logo, which is the Bucks logo, but with two extra deer added onto it. Which is hard. A nice little flock of deer. It is, yeah. I mm-hmm. think the, be- the best adaptation of a logo, because you know like a lot of teams will basically copy the NBA franchise, the Iowa Wolves logo mm-hmm. is actually better than the Timberwolves logo. Yeah, I agree. It's it. a it's a cuter version of uh of the Timberwolves one. Yeah, it could uh, be a I, punk band or a militia. <laughs> yep, certainly could. Um, let's talk about the G League for a minute because you were getting into it about the kind of the importance it's it's taken over the past like year, but really over the past uh, month in particular with uh, like Isaiah Todd and like Jalen Green uh, committing to going to the G League. I mean, what we assume will be the developmental team, right? Can you tell us what the developmental team is for our listeners? Uh, well, the details that we don't know, they're kind of limited because we don't officially have a head coach. They haven't officially announced a head coach or where the team is actually going to be located. They're going to be located in um, South, uh, South California or L.A., but the facility that they're going to be uh, practicing in and training in, has been announced, but currently, uh, we know that the the G League team is going to be based, like I mentioned before, in LA, in South Cal- uh, California, uh, alongside the high school players like um, Jalen Todd, uh, Jalen Green, and I say a Todd, I kind of uh, accidentally mix those two players together, but uh, mm-hmm. they're going to be playing alongside uh, veteran players that might become like former G Leaguers, former NBA players that. Are, are on the are on the back nine of their career, uh, so to say, and they won't be in the actual like fifty game G League season that the twenty eight other teams are in. They're gonna have their own little schedule of exhibition games. They're gonna be uh, against other G League teams. They're gonna be like around uh, 15, 10 to fifteen games there, oh, right. um, and some other games against like. Uh, NBA Academy teams or various uh, international clubs. Huh. So, yeah, th- those are all the details that we know so far. Oh, so, so they'll be like the Washington Generals of the of the G League. Yeah. It's kind of purely uh, exhibition. Guess, uh, or the Harlem Globetrotters. 
You don't you don't want to feel like, like any team to the generals because you know they always lose. I don't know. I think yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. I think they might be, be the generals though. I think they're gonna lose. Like I think look, they might have like the the yeah. best potential, but like they're having a bunch of high school kids yeah. playing like twenty five year old like Bro, gamers. You don't want to like, send no children to Belarus, man. <laughs> Period. I didn't realize how this was really truly the NBA just putting on like basketball college. It's very like, That's, are they going to nah, be in a dorm it's, too? It's basketball like, X Men because it is basketball college. <laughs> yes, but it is. They about to put them fools to work, bro. Adam Silver is trying to see about a foreign franchise. And, and one other thing um, to add here is that the the players will have an opportunity to get actual education education through the league's partnership with um, Arizona State, connection. so they can take like online classes. Mm-hmm. No, I heard yeah. it was education connection. I heard they're gonna honestly whatever they have whatever an opportunity they for take a second rate education <laughs> through Arizona State. I was about to say it's exciting that they'll be able to do some Azusa Pacific online. That's really. Uh, I, I will say though, whatever classes Adam Silver probably gives them is going to be way more relevant than whatever Zion and Kyrie did for a semester at Duke. Oh, absolutely, yeah. They like, ran balance the checkbook. That's what they did. All they do is make them kids run, dude. College ball when you're like a. Big time freshman. Apparently, it's it's just suicides, and <laughs> occasionally walking around campus. Even in like the intro to philosophy, like they make you like do the shuttle run. Yeah, you're knocking yeah. over erasers while yeah, learning about like Plato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now tell us. You mentioned uh, Kai Soto, who you said it became official since we started recording. That yes. He, okay. Tell tell us about Kai Soto because he's very intriguing. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. Kai Soto, this is a 7'3", 210-pound uh, center uh, from the Philippines that played um, high school ball uh, this past year in a place called uh, the Skill Factory. Nice. The Skill Factory? Oh, wow. The, the, the wait, factory. the Skill Factory or the Skull Factory? No, the Skill the Factory. The Skull Factory. Yeah, he played in like an evil villain's like lair. <laughs> It's like, okay, well. Indiana Jones nah, too. the skill factory is definitely the skull factory on the low. They have the U covered up with like a little piece of tape. You know? All right. Um, at the at the skill factory, um, I, pl- I watched like five or six games before I recently wrote a piece on breaking down what kind of player he is. And he's this super skinny uh, center that uh, – can really pass, um, can shoot a bit, can like work in low post. But the thing is, like, his his stamina is pretty rough, and also like his balance is also rough. Like I I saw like a play or two where like he was working in low post, somebody backed into him, and like he just stayed in like a position with his knees bended for like four or five seconds while the other team is running on the court. Are you saying that, pardon my dogs, uh, they're, they're huge Kyle Soto fans. Are you <laughs> saying that he is seven foot one or seven foot three? What's seven foot, uh, seven foot three, seven foot two. Okay. seven. So he's seven to 210 pounds and has a, some trouble with balance. Mm-hmm. I feel like when he sneezes himself, he would probably fall yeah. over. That is so tall and fucking skinny. He's a That's fucking, crazy. Because he's a created player from NBA Street, dude. He went to a school <laughs> called the Skill Factory. He's not a real person. 
It does sound like the storyline from NBA 2K20 (laughs) in the my career mode. But here's the thing: his his actual basketball. Ben Schwartz is welcoming you to the Skill Factory. (laughs) Hey, Skill Factory! (laughs) You know what's up. Sorry to go to go on. But but his actual basketball skill uh, really impressed me. He's a fantastic. Uh, passer for somebody of his position and somebody of his age. Like, uh, when he's working on the perimeter, some of the passes that he's able to make are, you know, fantastic. And he's really smooth as a catch-and-shoot shooter, mm. which, you know, surprised me, again, given him being a seven foot two, 200-pound center that's, you know, 18 years old. Yeah, I was watching some clips because I, I saw some chatter about him this week, and uh, there was this one play where, like, he like he was running a pick and roll where he was the ball handler. And then he did like a kind of like behind the back pass to a cutter that like, I was like, what, wait, whoa, what the fuck? How did that guy pull that pass off? Um, and then, yeah, I think like he seems like a very intriguing shooter, like a, like a, like a Porzingis type player. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He looks yeah, good yeah. in like the, the five or six clips I saw. Just got to learn how to use his ass. Foreign players don't really know how to use their butt at first. Bro, he doesn't have a butt yet. He's got to yeah. get a butt. He grows, yeah. You grow a butt and then he you're barely in the has a body. He's in there. He'll get there. <laughs> he's he's like he is like he's very reminiscent even in look to like teenage Porzingis when we were first Bro. seeing clips of him. Like he's I need so this rail kid. I need him to get his shit off because if there's a Filipino star we're definitely going to be able to get real G League jerseys. You can't get your hands on no real jerseys, but if a Filipino kid is cracking, we're getting full suits. But there's, at, there's at the a, alongside uh, Soto, Jalen Green, the, the top player of this uh, team, he's also half Filipino. What? Yeah. yeah. It's finally their time, dude. They've wanted this so fucking bad. They're and like, and like one of one of uh, the biggest uh, Jalen Green highlights is him dunking on Kai, but now they're going to be teammates. Whoa! So it's confirmed Kai's going to be on this team too. Wow! Yes. That's crazy. Oh my goodness! And this is the last time we ever saw CJ Toledano. <laughs> he's loaded to, into the sun. Yo, he's about to go. He's going to be on that roster. You think? Oh, 100%. You think CJ's not going to find his way on that roster? You don't think CJ is going to dress up like the exact team and just buy this the seat right next to the bench? Yo, it's already done. He already signed yeah. the papers. Uh, for like, for context for our listeners, uh, if you don't remember CJ, our past uh, past guest, friend of the pod, uh, Filipino basketball fan who yeah is literally going to die when both these guys <laughs> hit the league. But but like they're also like we don't. I have no idea about the details of their schedule. Alongside, they're gonna. Besides the fact that they're going to be playing against like G League guys and G League teams and like some international squads, I don't know like where they're going to be traveling or you know if they're going to be traveling, given the fact that we're living in the global pandemic. But it would be absolutely nuts if that team traveled to the Philippines to, for like some exhibition games. Right. I don't know much about like what the fan base is like in. Oh, it's crazy! But, oh, it's huge, yeah. and they always and they have a few American guys on the national team couple former wizards the wizards pipeline to filipino national basketball is insane it's andre Ooh. blatch and we got um 
Ah, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 we, uh, uh, McCullough. Uh, ah, fuck. Not Todd McCullough. No, Chris McCullough. Yes, Chris McCullough just went out there. It'd be incredible, like, Todd McCullough, at like fifty-five years old, <laughs> was like the starting center for the Filipino ba- national basketball team. Yeah, but here's the thing: like a few years ago, there's this Filipino player named uh, uh, forgot his first name, but his last name is Hervina. He was like on the practice squad for the Texas Legends, and the CNN Philippines channel invited me on their show to talk about Ravina. Exactly. They a random updates. Yeah. Just of him, like getting, becoming like a small part of a G league team was enough to invite a random guy from Wisconsin on to CNN Philippines. Kai Soto was yeah. like a four star prospect and like a, a skilled seven to center. They about to fly you out, dude. You about to be in the Philippines like 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 in three months, bro. <laughs> yeah, brother. Some rich dude is gonna fly you out. Like <laughs> hell yeah. <son. laughs> like you're an Instagram thought. Yeah. Yo, get the get that money. More basketball writers should have OnlyFans. Next thing, I will say, I just, okay, what are you? By the way, speaking of, there is a tweet that Benner put out that said, we will start an OnlyFans if that tweet gets 1,000 likes. So anyone listening to this. I it like it already. <laughs> it hasn't exactly push. taken off, guys. It hasn't, it's not a big deal at the moment. I don't think anyone's dying to see what we have to show. Including Jamel's likes, uh, we're at about 15. Because <laughs> uh, I have 15 accounts. I, man... I do, what do you I mean so if the NBA is on hold obviously the G is the G League season been officially canceled or is everything no. NBA affiliated just on on hold it's all on a, Drew League got canceled I'll tell you that much yeah, it's okay. it's like it's been on pause for two months but in my eyes the G League season is basically done because there were like six games left in the regular season and you know it's a G League it's actually a money loser for the NBA um and their teams but but yeah the g-league season in itself is suspended but in my eyes it's done and just right and there's so right much now, to I look forward to in the, new like season. the finalists for g-league rookie of the year which is something i only do when the season is done crazy man. got it what's a game like i i'm ashamed to say i've watched a ton of games just like on different streams and stuff but i've never been to a g-league game live are the, are the snacks worse like what are they I've doing never I kind of been quarantined myself for a long time in my my parents' cabin in the middle of the woods in northern Wisconsin. Oh shit! So I haven't oh. actually been to a G League game, and um, the first actual like NBA related thing I went to was summer league last year, which was nuts. Like, oh dude, you were there? Yeah, I was there. You are and, too. And um, I got my tickets because ridiculous upside is associated with SB Nation. I got my tickets uh, at like the UNLV campus from SB Nation, and on my way to Thomas and Mac, I walked past Taco Fall. You seen Ooh. him? Ooh, yes, I did. I seen him. Very and wild. you know, when I was um, at, in the actual Thomas and Mac, I in like the first few minutes, I walked past like Zach Lowe and Amina Hassan, guys. I you know watch a lot a lot on like ESPN. And that was just crazy to me. Like people I see on TV, I'm seeing with my own eyes in real life. Bro, I was there. I was centimeters away from LeBron, bro. I was there. I was on the walkway when they all avoided talking to Dwight Howard. 
I saw it. It was crazy. Do you see when I lost that dance contest to that kid? They rigged a dance contest on me out there. Yeah, Jamel yeah. wormed his way into the court for a dance contest in the middle. Yeah, of and I was lady. trying to tell LeBron that I loved him, but the MC took the mic away from me. Um, yeah, I've been to some uh, uh, South Bay Lakers and formerly LA Defenders games. I've been to a bunch. Uh, I will say the stacks are worse for sure, but. I sat courtside, and I'll never do that in an NBA game. So that's pretty uh, sick. I mean, that's you might never. No one might ever sit courtside again. That's true. Oh man, I've been trying to get Capital City Go Go tickets for years. They've only been around for two years. I yeah, guess two years. That's two years. That's years. All two years. <laughs> oh man, you're the king of the Airbuds Pod now, <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I do. No, no, take a bow, man. No, that's <laughs> dude, that's big time. You're a scorer. You're a proven first first game, uh, proven <laughs> scorer. He's, he can cut. He's showing flashes. Uh, why the fuck can't I get a real jersey? All right, I'm gonna stop saying that. Let me okay. ask you this. Okay. okay. All right. What is like? What is coaching a G League team like? Do do coaches matter on the G League level? Do you um, yeah, they. I guess the the coaches do matter in terms of like player involvement and making sure like the the players on the team are playing like the same kind of system that the NBA guys do, which is when you we now see it in the D League because all you know D League teams are affiliated with NBA squads, and the coaching talent in the D League is really solid, um, and you can see that in the NBA like Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies coach, he was in the G League, Nick Nurse. The Raptors coach who pushed him to the title, um, he was the G League coach. Jerry Stackhouse, uh, who's now at Vanderbilt, um, he was in the G League just a few years ago. So yeah, the coaching talent in the G League is solid, and you know I've talked to a, a good amount of G League guys, G League current, former G League players, and yeah, uh, the coaching definitely uh, matters. Okay, who's the worst one? Tell me which one you hate. <laughs> um, uh, let me just say that the Phoenix Suns G League affiliate has Shocker. never really been good. Sure, sure, that makes a ton yeah. of sense. Is it? Yeah. Are they also playing four point guards at once? Uh, no. But the thing is, like, for most of the season, uh, NBA teams can have like two two way players, or which are basically players that are like have their foot in the door of uh, G League teams and they're kind of on the NBA roster, but they spend most of the year in G League because of uh, restrictions. Like they can only spend up to 45 days for the NBA team. So the fe- uh, so teams can have two two-way players, but the Phoenix Suns, for some weird reason, they only had one two-way player for most of the year. I don't know why they were holding it because he can just easily, you know, wave a two-way guy and send somebody else. So that was weird. And I imagine they don't care. They don't <laughs> seem to care much about their 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 NBA franchise. Why would they care about and their also, like, franchise? We've seen like the Phoenix Suns draft like Jaga and Bender and Marcus Chris, who are these you know raw bigs, and they send them to the Wolves immediately. And you know we now know how. Uh, the sock of those players have gone. But, like, they 
don't really send that many players uh, to the D League. They'd rather get rid of them than develop them. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. When do you think was it? Like, when do you think the NBA? You've been covering it for eight years. What, what year was it that the NBA really started to take it seriously? And what is kind of the biggest difference between the D League that you started covering and the G League we're in now? Um, probably when they introduced like two A deals and Exhibit Ten deals, which you know improved the talent level um, in the G League and put more uh, stake in um, the G League team. Because when I started to write about the league back in 2012, there were like 16 teams. And on some occasions, you had like four, you had like one NBA team, one one D League team, and there were like four NBA teams affiliated with that. So like, there would be like the the D-League team really didn't have uh, much uh, reason to try to develop the D-League guys that were there, aside from, you know, them being better players and giving them more minutes. But So what he, happened if, like, one player was a standout? Was there ever a case where, like, four teams, like, were duking it out over, like, signing this guy to their bench? Not really, but one um, case I remember is uh, Bruno Caboclo. In his rookie year year with Toronto. That was the year before uh, the 905 came around. So Bruno was in Fort Wayne with the Mad Ants. And despite him being an NBA assignee, he barely got any minutes with uh, Fort Wayne, which, you know, uh, and he was there for like a week of him knocking any minutes. And, you know, the Raptors uh, didn't bring him back. Well, well, the so collect is like, $1.3 $1.3 million rookie scale contract. Mm-hmm. Good for him. That's it. That's all it takes, baby. Hey, do your thing, bro. God, I wish I could just make one jumper and then just hang out. <laughs> but, like, uh, now we're see- we're seeing more a lot more, like, G League success stories of guys that were on two-way deals or regular uh, G League contracts. Like, we can just see that with the Miami Heat in Duncan Robinson or Catherine Dunn, who was actually on the Warriors, uh, Julie team, um, the Lakers, um, Alex Caruso, uh, the Timberwolves, uh, a guy that I really like that really started shining towards the end of the year in, uh, Jordan McLaughlin. Um, and you know, half the Warriors, like, like um, roster, the entire Warriors roster. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right now. And you know, uh, some of the players, you know, had, uh, some players on the Warriors that were in G League, um, had some good games for Golden State. Do yeah. y'all think? Do y'all think they can really kill college ball? Are they the trying genius? to kill? Are they trying to kill college ball? Do you think they can? I feel like we're at a point where March Madness is such a huge part of America, and as we know it, where you, you really can't kill college basketball, and every single year you get uh, college college hoops. Is going to have like a John Morant or Steph Curry or uh, Nana Morrison type of player that become college basketball stars, that it's going to be nearly impossible to kill it. But they may, uh, the G League may damp, may really hurt it, you know, if 
uh, like four or five uh, of of the best high school players go there, or especially that the G League and Adam Silver is currently planning, like having an, a separate G League division of high school players. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you have, I guess, four teams, which is the least amount to have a division. If you have five G League players on, on each of those four teams, those are 20 players, 20 of the best high school players that aren't going to college basketball. And that is, in my eyes, is really going to hurt it, but I, I will don't say, think you can kill college hoops. Yeah, I will say, though, at least for me personally, uh, this was the year I, I knew fucking nobody who was going to be, like, that star in the, in, like, the tournament, even though it didn't happen. It seemed like it was, we're kind of reaching an apex between, like, the, you know, the Sean Millers and the Zion Williams, Williamson's and, like, the, you know, the money that's happening kind of under the table and the stars are dwindling. It just seems like the NBA is going to be seizing aggressively, especially with probably college basketball not happening next year on an opportunity to like dampen is I feel like a friendly word of like slowly stick a knife in like, and and then like walk away kind of like Assassin's Creed style. Like you don't know who did it. Yeah. But you know what, man, John Wick has been stabbed a hundred times and he kept walking. College basketball is John Wick. He's John Wick? Yeah, yeah sure, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I think as long as there's, like, rich white people who, like, find their identity and where they went to college, like, college hoops will still find a way. Like, it's driven by, like, old rich white dudes who are, like, giving these high school kids cars. And, like, if a guy can't get get on with a G League team, then he'll just get a car and go to Duke, you know? That's true. Honestly, sounds probably. like a good deal. I'd yeah, I love a car. Kia Sedona. Uh, guys, we got to wrap it up. But uh, is there anything else we want to talk about real quick before we before we do so? Um, who are you most excited to watch in the G League uh, now, and like maybe coming up? Like, whose highlights should we be checking for in this downtime? Uh, things to, to look forward to in the future as well. So, are we talking about? Uh up-and-coming prospects that played in the G League this year? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, this is fun. Okay. Uh, Lamar Peters from the Westchester Knicks. His uh, YouTube videos are crazy because he has unlimited range and he can make really good passes. Uh, Devonta Kaycock, of the, uh, he's a two-way player with the LA Lakers. He played in South Bay. Dude is a monster on the boards and is really athletic. Uh, Dusty Hanos of the Memphis Hustle. One of the greatest names. Yes, greatest names. He also has range for days, and he developed more of an on-ball game where he can, you know, go to the cup and put in floaters. And he's also, also the sequel to the Banger Sisters. <laughs> and he looks like a he looks like a star on a, on a CW show. He looks like he's it. in the the new High School Musical reboot for sure. With are it. you looking at a picture of him right now? Uh, I'm looking at a picture of him probably when he's just coming out of high school. He looks like a little tiny baby. He looks like a mini Adam Devine. Yeah, and he's, he kind of still looks that way, even though he's like 27. And he's because got like, he's... he looks more like TJ McConnell now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, more players I'm trying to think of. Um, Traymond Waters, another great name that played with the Memphis. Um, I mean, not the Memphis Hustle, the uh, main Red Claws. Uh, 
really solid point guard. Also, uh, Kenny Wooten, who is a fan of who's a fan favorite of uh, Nick's Twitter because he's a he's a guy with long arms that can jump off the gym and can block out all the shots. Perfect in the NBA street. New York's favorite. Yes. Wooten clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Whoop. Yep. And with that, guys, Dakota, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, give us where we can find you. Uh, where where can we find Ridiculous Upside online? Ridiculous Upside, you can find it on RidiculousUpside.com. At, on Twitter, at R-I-D-I-C, Ridic. Um, Upside, you can follow me. Um, I'm at Dakota underscore uh, Schmidt. D-A-K-O-T-A underscore S-C-H-M-I-D-T. It's... It's the best way to spell Schmidt, not two T's or one T and no D's or none of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Schmidt. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, follow follow the G League King. Peter, Jamal, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, I just want to plug that I love you guys. Uh, hey, love you guys. Uh, and I'm almost, proud to be both of your managers, yeah. or at least co-managers. I'm almost done with Law & Order. The cop, I, I don't like cops anymore, but I do like courtroom dramas. I'm watching Four Life. Now I got I got four episodes of Four Life left, and I'm very excited about it. Oh wait, is Four Life the like melodramatic like box yeah, like, show? No, it's a no, it's AB, yeah, it's a ABC, ABC, ABC. Sorry, no, because I would see it on the NBA on ABC. Yeah, yeah, it's ABC, and it's produced by Curtis Fifty Cent, 50 Cent Jackson, Jackson, and he also is playing the bad guy. Oh, oh gotta, I did not know that. You gotta oh, love you gotta love. Cast him. himself too, did he? Now you got you have to. Wow. But you really don't, but nah, good those, for him. Those are the Jordan rules. <laughs> All right, so yeah, check out 50 Cent's television show. I'm sure he needs our help. <laughs> you uh, might him. Guys, let's get out of here. Love you. Bye. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. peace. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.